Welcome to the Western CUNA Management School Alumni Association podcast, or as we like to affectionately call it, the Frogcast. I'm Shauna Shearson from the Epsilon class of 2007. And I'm Nate Burns from the IOTA class of 2011. Western CUNA Management School is a three-year educational and training program created to give credit union leaders a deep dive into the purpose and mission of operating a cooperative business model. The Frogcast was created to continue our unique WCMS education, to deepen our connection to the school, each other, and the credit union industry, and maybe spark a memory or two from our time on campus at Pomona College. If you haven't experienced WCMS, we hope you'll hear and feel the impact the school has had on our lives and careers. Come along as we jump into a conversation of head and heart. Today's guest is Shruti Miyashiro. Shruti's the president and CEO of Orange County's Credit Union, where she's served her members in that role since 2007. Additionally, she served the credit union movement in numerous leadership positions at organizations including the California Credit Union League, CUNA, Filing Research Institute, the Advisory Committee for the State of California's Regulator, and the WCMS Board of Trustees. Thanks so much for talking with us, Shruti. I am so honored to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation. So Shruti, good morning. Um, let's get started. First question. Uh, People may not know that you started in the credit union industry as a teller. Uh, then you worked in several different departments before finally becoming a CEO. Can you tell us about this experience and if you think it has made a difference in your career and your current management style? Absolutely. Uh, what started as an accidental career, like many of us who fell into credit unions, for me, it was the accidental career and launch into being a part-time teller at what was then Riverside Campus Federal Credit Union and is now schools first. I turned into something that was cemented and the passion for the industry and the work that I was doing was cemented by my experience at Western CUNA Management School. Um, it really shaped my career in more ways than I could have imagined any program doing, but particularly one that's simply a three-year program. I was in my early 20s when I arrived on campus, really not sure what uh, the true career path would be for me. But uh, once I was able to experience the head and heart that we hear so often about in Western Community Management School, it shaped my ability to look at issues from multiple perspectives, to think more deeply and understand technical functional areas and how they impact the type of work we're doing, which is very people-centered. So marrying that head, that heart, that ability to look at things from different perspectives while being surrounded by a group of people who were committed to the same purpose, really cemented my commitment to working in credit unions. And it gave me a, uh, an entire community of colleagues and even friends that I could turn to, which is rare. We don't find that in other industries. And that allowed me to grow at a much quicker pace than I would have if I'd not had the WCMS experience. Mm -hmm. So undoubtedly this shaped um, who I am today as a leader, but also cemented my commitment to the industry as a whole. Now, I was just gonna ask real quick, um, you know, having that experience of working behind the, the front line, operations, sales, management, um, you know, you talk your management style, right? It's pretty unique to, to have all those departments underneath your belt. You know, ex explain your management style, you know, a little bit. 
That's a that's a great question. So I do have a really unique path to to where I am today. Uh, some of it was starting at an inordinately young age. I was, I think, 21 when I became a branch manager for the first time. And now that my own son is 19 years old, approaching 21, I can't even imagine him being a branch manager of an institution. So I had a title at an age when I didn't have the functional knowledge and had to really be humble and um, or was humble about what I didn't know to be able to learn that um, very early on. And that's why WCMS was so pivotal for me. Mm-hmm. And then my career from there was broad as opposed to deep. So exactly to your point, Nate, it was focused on um, branches, operations, lending, collections, and then expanded to human resources, enterprise risk management, Mm -hmm. um, e-business. I mean, you kind of name it, and I touched almost every area of the credit union. I think that broad view, and you get that, um, I have that in my career, but every student at WCMS also gets that because we look at every function broadly and emerging issues. So having my background, but also the experience at WCMS allowed me to look at problems, issues from a multifaceted perspective, and then allowed me to understand implications of decisions. And I think Anytime a manager can take the time to look at things broadly and a leader can help provide solutions that are multifaceted, that are broader, it really helps shape how effective we are. And then naturally, our management style also stems with recognizing that every team in the credit union is important. Every aspect needs to be considered. And then looking and listening to individual voices. That's a really big part of my management style. Um, I can't make decisions looking only at reports and sitting back at my desk. I also have to look up and out um, beyond the industry and look at the world as a whole. But I also have to look inside more deeply by talking to all of our associates, the ones who talk to members, the ones who make, who are affected by decisions that are made. I'm curious, what, at what point in your career did you recognize that you had a desire to become a CEO of a credit union? That's such a great question. I, um, I had the desire once enough people kept telling me I should be the CEO of a credit union. So it wasn't on my radar. It didn't occur to me. I was just trying to do every job I had. I wanted to do a really good job. And so I had clarity of how I defined that. And I had more and more people in our industry telling me, you should apply, you should try, you could do this job. And I think that's the beauty of our industry is that we have people who really support each other and we lift each other up. And um, sometimes we lift people up, as was in my case, to heights they hadn't even seen for themselves. And that was definitely my story. I didn't plan to be a CEO. Um, but I certainly had so many mentors and so many people surrounding me who encouraged me to, to suddenly make that an option in my career. That's phenomenal. I love that it, it came from an overwhelming voice of people around you seeing in you what you couldn't see in yourself. You know, Dr. Likens was one of them. I mean, just for fun, when we talk about how impactful WCMS has been, Dr. Likens was one of those people early in my career who who kept showing me what more there was. 
That's awesome. I love it. Well, we, because we're the WCMS Alumni Association and we all have that WCMS bond, we're really curious about your experience on the board of trustees. So what, what were some of the main issues that you had to grapple with and what was your experience like during your tenure on that board? I was so privileged to be, to be on the board of trustees for about 10 years. And um, as we have seen just in this past year coming off um, or in the midst still of a pandemic environment, a lot changes in 10 years. Um, And so during that decade, there are things that changed and things that didn't. So the board's primary purpose in terms of building a program that ensures our credit union industry has the most talented, highly intellectual and purpose-driven students remains the same. Um, But the fact that we have a rapidly changing, highly competitive financial services industry and what skills are needed to keep up with that, that is what evolves over time. And so we certainly had um, this incredible pace of change over 10 years, and there were new emerging topics that were important to introduce as curriculum. Um, During that time, it was enterprise risk management, digitalization, really understanding revenue models, because credit unions um, have to be very aware of how a revenue model is built and some of the challenges with low interest rate environments, non-interest income, tight net interest margins are important to how we make decisions. Even though we're not for profit, we're also not for loss. And our goal is to stay in business so that we have a sustainable business model. So this curriculum centered around emerging topics was very important um, for the board of trustees. But just as important were the things that you don't change, the things that are essential and core to who we are at WCMS and who we are as an industry, our culture, our heart, our our purpose. Those things don't change no matter how complicated the world around us may get. So balancing those two is always uh, very important for all board members, but particularly at WCMS. And then I would say the biggest challenge um, during my tenure was the retirement of Dr. Likens, who had been with the school, leading the school for 44 years. So just imagine having such an iconic, legendary leader for over four decades retiring and the idea of succession planning after him and ensuring everything he had built up to just make it the remarkable school and education that it was continued to thrive. So that's always um, a really important crossroad for board members, but um, we are very fortunate. We had a very talented board of trustees and we had a talented staff. And certainly with Diana Dykstra following um, after uh, Dr. Likens, you know, we went to the queen of everything and uh, someone who is equally beloved, amazingly brilliant and incredibly effective in her own way to keep what was great at the school and then keep advancing what needed to happen. So that was the biggest uh, change during the time that I was serving on the board of trustees. Everything you've described about your experience there feels like a microcosm of what a lot of credit unions are going through in the sense that their culture, their values don't change, who they are at their roots don't change, 
but their strategy certainly needs to. And then we do have an awful lot of CEOs retiring in, mm-hmm. in these times. And so it's very interesting how reflective that is of the, the industry and the movement as a whole. Great observation. Absolutely, Shauna. So we really appreciate the, the, what you did and accomplished on the board. It was amazing. Um, switching ties here just a little bit. Uh, a couple years ago, CUNA, um, with the help of a lot of really smart people in the industry, uh, they established an eighth cooperative principle around diversity, equity, and inclusion. So my question to you is, you know, credit unions, are, you know, we're a cooperative model. What are your thoughts about the DEI initiatives and what is your credit union doing to ensure that people of all races and creeds, you know, feel accepted and, you know, DEI is something that's a part of our movement, not just a fad. You know, what's really nice about DEI is that I think it has always been important in credit unions long before it got an official title and long before we actually added it as an element and something we're intentionally focusing on. I think credit unions, um, certainly at the staff level, have significant diversity Mm -hmm. and the sense of belonging, and that's what we call it at our credit union, we call it diversity, inclusion, and belonging. That sense of belonging has always been a hallmark of the credit union industry. So the good news is some of these things have um, existed for a long time and been important value drivers within our individual credit unions and our industry as a whole. Now what we're doing is creating a more formalized system and framework to codify this is important. This has always been who we are. And we're going to very intentionally focus on making sure everybody knows that what we have done and what we're continuing to do. So when I bring it to our own um, credit union, and as I shared, we call it diversity, um, inclusion, and belonging. It's really nice as we looked at our own metrics, what was really heartening for us was to find out that that when we look at two specific communities that are often marginalized, the black and Hispanic communities, our percentage of black and Hispanic employees is almost double or definitely higher than the census in the region where we're headquartered in Orange County. So just as an example, um, Orange County is about 34% Hispanic and we have 57% Hispanic employees. Or Orange County um, unfortunately does not have as large of a black population, but it is 2.1%. Our credit unions at 4.2%. Even more important than that, the next step is the level of leaders. How do people progress in their careers? And again, we are higher than the census in terms of people who have leadership positions in the credit union and the diversity of our own executive management team, for example. So the good news, the takeaway from that is this is something that we have organically been creating um, already for our employees and our future employees. It's been important to us. Now what we do is put some more formality around it. And so we focus more um, on the existing culture we've had where one of our values is collaboration and mutual respect. And we embed that within the organization. We've been embedding it for the last 80 plus years of the credit union's history, but we intentionally embed it for the future. But we also add formal training and we've had segments in the past year, for example, on unconscious bias, 
for our general management team. We have LinkedIn learning and calendars. We have um, lots of workplace engagement um, for having our associates engage with each other more. What we're doing now is intentionally allowing conversations that historically you wouldn't have in the workplace about your race, about your um, sexual orientation, about who you are as a person. We were always taught when I was growing up that that was something you needed to hide or not talk about in the workplace. Mm -hmm. What we're very aware of now is that, and what we have been aware of at Orange County's Credit Union for a long time, is that there are whole people working for us. There are not robots who compartmentalize who they are when they come to work. They bring their values to work, they bring their talents to work, and they bring their whole person to work. And we want to respect and honor every single one of those. So what we take is our desire to do that, and we create formal systems to make sure that there are systems that allow that to continue happening. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. We've never finished. We're never checking it off the checkbox. Mm -hmm. But for every person to feel that they belong, that they matter, and who they are is just fine should be not just how our companies operate and our credit unions operate. It's how our world should operate. Wow. (laughs) 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 It's definitely easier said than done, but but what you guys are doing at Orange Counties is making it systemic, making it a foundation of what you do definitely makes that the success of that program a lot easier. Um, diversity, inclusion, and belonging, DIB, I'm, that, that's, that's really good. Shana, what do you, what do you think? I, that, that's one of my huge takeaways from today. I loved what you said about the sense of belonging being a hallmark of credit unions in general. And it, it is something that's woven into the fabric of, of who we are um, as a movement and as an industry, but it is incumbent upon us to be intentional about making sure that that's the case, um, not by accident, but on purpose. And um, I, I absolutely love that. One other takeaway that I have from listening to you um, early on in the conversation, you talked about having the, the title of manager, but maybe not the experience and being humble to learn. And I think especially as things rapidly change and grow, that that's something that we all need to just feel comfortable to be humble, mm-hmm. to learn whatever new things come our way. I think the, the past year, 2020, definitely brought that humility about whether we accepted it gracefully or not. And, um, but there's plenty, plenty of opportunity. And if we just accept that, that, that starting at the beginning and learning is an okay place to be, we don't always have to have the answers and who knows what it'll lead to. It's certainly led to a wonderful career and a wonderful opportunity for you to make a difference in our movement and the lives of our, your members and your associates in, in tremendous ways. Thanks so much. I I say I've hit the lottery so many times in my life, you know, whether it was this lottery of winning and ending up in the credit union system, whether it was the lottery of, you know, the husband I found and the life we've built together. I have hit this lottery so many times in life, and I am so grateful for that. Um, And so uh, very appreciative and definitely the credit union system as a whole and our purpose is one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest wins I've had in life. Very honored to be a part of it. 
Well, For credit sure. unions are certainly lucky that you that you've chosen to spend your time here. Nate, how about you? What are your takeaways? Just, just real quick, and it's something that um, that I don't want to be lost. You, everything that we're doing now is digital. It's about technology. It's about trusting the data. But you said something early on. You said, "Don't you don't just look at reports. You don't just look at numbers and make decisions. You look up and out, right?" And I think that is that is a skill that is a that is something that is learned through time to trust, trust your staff, trust your members, keep your fingers on the pulse of what's really going on outside of what predictive analytics is telling us, outside of what data analysis is telling us. And so that's I think that is sage advice for for anyone who is an executive who wants to be an executive at some point in time. Got to listen. Yep. Absolutely. So with that, if you like this episode, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, if you have any feedback or would like to recommend future guests, let us know at wcmsalumni.org. Thanks for listening to the WCMS broadcast today. And until next time, start early. And start often.